This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with Desiree Lipka from Soul Vista. She's a licensed clinical social worker, and May is Mental Health Month, and today we're talking about mental health and suicide prevention. Desiree, welcome back to the program. Thank you so much, Gary. It's great to be here. Now, I remember from last time that you and I are both from northern Ohio. You're from uh, just outside of Warren, and I'm from Cleveland, so we have that in common. So what do you miss about that area, and what are you glad you're away from? I I thought I was glad to be away from the weather until the last few days, and I feel like I'm right back in Ohio. It's looking very Ohio-like, yeah. (laughs) What do you miss from... I miss my family. Okay. That's the the big thing, is I have uh, family that still live back there. May is Mental Health Month. May is Mental Health Month, as I mentioned. How does the state of Colorado coordinate, and what's their strategy on suicide prevention? Do you, do you look at it at the state level? I do, and this, the state has the Suicide Prevention Coalition, and a few things have come out of that. We've um, started a zero suicide program in Sol Vista, which comes through the state initiative, which I believe is a national initiative. And then we also have the mental health first aid classes that we teach, which started out as an international and has moved its way into our state. And our newest prevention program is called QPR, which is um, Question, Persuade, and Refer. And that is a short training to teach lay people on how to ask the question if someone is suicidal and then how to get them to the services they need. Now, any of us might find ourselves in an emergency situation in which we need to assist someone who's in crisis. What is the rule of thumb in terms of how to handle something like that? The first rule of thumb is don't leave someone alone who is suicidal. That's the number one thing. Okay. So if you feel like someone is a danger to themselves, then staying with them and also contacting law enforcement, the mental health center, someone to come assist in getting that person to a safe place. Okay. If one suspects they're dealing with someone at risk, uh, what should they say or not say? Asking someone specifically if they're thinking of killing themselves is the best way to approach someone. Oh, really? It is. We used to have the myth that if you ask someone if they're suicidal, that would put the idea in their mm-hmm. head and that we have found the re- that there's no research to back that up. And so our view is that you directly ask the question keeping in mind that you must be ready to hear the answer. So if someone says, why, yes, I am suicidal, then what? One has to be prepared to take the next step into getting them some assistance. What are the things that put folks at risk for suicide? If a person has a history of mental health issues, mental health disorders, major depression, If they have a substance use issue, 25% of suicide completers were found to have been alcoholics. If they talk about suicide, if they have suicidal ideations saying they're thinking about it, 
60% of all fatal suicides are committed by firearms. And so we really stress gun safety mm -hmm. and locking up firearms. Isolation is a huge um, risk factor. Um, a history of suicide in the family, any kind of big changes, work problems, marital issues, stress. And then when we talk about elderly white males, they're at really high risk because of medical issues, maybe loss of a spouse, um, and also being able to handle things on their own and not being ones that usually ask for help. Mm-hmm. You mentioned several things there I'd like to follow up on. Let's talk a little bit about various populations that are at risk. Starting at the state-to-state -state level, are folks in certain states more prone to suicide than other states? Well, the fact of the matter is that the top 10 states that have the most suicides in the country are our western states. And Colorado's right up there in the top 10. Montana, Wyoming, Alaska, New Mexico, Idaho... South Dakota. Now, you mentioned isolation as a predictor. Is, is that an aspect with those Western states, or is it something else? I think that definitely can be one thing. I think that people who live in the West, we have a tendency to want to deal with things on our own, uh, pull ourselves up, mm -hmm. yeah, be more independent. And the use and the availability of firearms, which is not a bad thing, but because gun safety is one of our big pushes for suicide prevention, there's a lot more access to firearms in the Western states. That being said, um, this is not an issue of banning firearms. This is an issue of making sure that they're locked and and safe because they are the lethal means. Someone can take pills, someone can cut them themselves, and those methods are not near as lethal. With a firearm, almost always, that is a lethal incident. Okay, that's, that's fair. What ages are most at risk? Well, adolescents have a high, high rate, but Elderly white males have one of the highest rates, and also males in their between the ages of 35 and 55 have a high rate. Teens, because their impulsivity, have a tendency to have a higher rate of suicide. Mm -hmm. How about gender or ethnic trend? Males and females trends are very different. Women attempt suicide much more often than males. However, males complete suicide much more often than females. Hmm. And that is due to the means. Women tend to use less lethal means than males. Well, that's interesting. And, and how about uh, ethnic trends? We've had some rise in um, some ethni ethnic uh, groups over the last... 20 years in African-American populations and also Native American populations. Okay. Thinking about the youth, how does bullying enter into this discussion? How big a thing is that? I think that children who are not treated well are going to be at a higher risk, whether they're not treated well at home, if they're not treated well by their peers, 
if they have low self-esteem, if they have substance abuse issues, those kids, or if they've suffered trauma as a child, those kids are definitely going to be at a higher risk. I don't know if you can pull bullying out of all those things as something mm -hmm. more or something less, but children who are treated badly are definitely going to be at a higher risk. Mm -hmm. And when I think of bullying, it could be either a physical bullying or I'm sure there's mental, emotional bullying that might go on through social media or Oh, absolutely. Means. Social media plays a huge part in how kids even view themselves. Okay. So let me ask this question. Do people who attempt suicide simply want to die? Is that, their, is, that the, is that the goal, truly? I truly don't believe so. I think that people who attempt suicide want the severe pain, the severe emotional pain they're feeling to go away. And they feel that this is the only thing that's going to make that pain go away. When you talk to people such as, uh, and hear people speak such as Kevin Hines, mm -hmm. who jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and survived, when you read his books or listen to his videos, you'll find that he, he was ambivalent at one point prior to him jumping. And if anybody would have made an effort to keep him from doing that, from jumping, he would have. And then it, he also states, right as soon as he jumped, he thought, what the heck am I doing? This was not the right move to make. And so then he survives his fall. Which, is, his, it, which it, is quite rare. That's a long way down. Very rare and broke many, many bones in his body, his legs, his back and realized he was going down into the into the bay and then thought, oh no, when I read all the online things on how to complete suicide, no one ever said what you do if you survive, mm -hmm. and now I'm going to drown. Mm -hmm. And so he's, he's a fabulous uh, author and speaker to get a perspective of that. So he's currently on the circuit basically talking about these sorts of things. He is. He was a high school student when this happened, and now he's probably in his late 20s, early 30s, somewhere around there. Interesting. Uh, if someone wanted to follow up with you or others at your organization, how would they best get a hold of you? 719-783-0566 is our telephone number. That goes to our Westcliff office after hours, that goes to our 24-7 emergency services. And Sol Vista locally is located at 6th and Main. It like is. Roughly. 511 Main Street. 511 Main Street. Okay, mm -hmm. good. And how does your organization get the word out to folks? Uh, I think you teach some courses on how to deal with these issues. I teach mental health first aid, QPR, the new program we started trying to educate. We will be having a youth mental health first aid training, free training up here at All Aboard Westcliff on August 6th. And hopefully we'll get that advertisement out. We advertise on social media. We take an ad out in the paper. We just try to inform people of that it's pretty easy to get a hold of us and to get through our system. Okay. So Desiree, we're running out of time, but thanks for stopping by and helping us understand this important topic. May is uh, Mental Health Month. Thank you very much for having me. 
We've been visiting with uh, Desiree Lipka from Soul Vista and talking about May being Mental Health Month and suicide prevention. My name's Gary. We'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 